Right. So let's get everyone on view. Nikki, Kirsty, I don't know what you're doing. I know you're probably uh, busy, hence the lack of screen, etc. Nikki, Nikki's um, driving. Uh, is that up in the chat box? No, she put it on the um, on the on the event on the group. Oh, okay. All right. Well done, James. Good egg. <laughs> uh, love that it's not. Oh, there we go. I see it. Cool, right. You see how people turn up now when there's miles on offer, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> and also, when we come out of the summer, people better be coming back to this. So, commitment. I think this one is not, it's not like a big, you're not committed or sort of thing. It's kind of more like we're trying to ascertain where our values lie without talking about the values. It's kind of commitment in the here and now that we're looking at. The commitment at this time of year, the commitment to be doing things, etc. So, that's the idea, which is why I've put on the fence, which way, and then fly. So, first of all, as always, either speak out loud or in the chat box. Again, I know Nikki's driving, so please don't text. But if you can take yourself off mute and talk or whatever, that's great. If not, no worries. Um, but just share one win this week for me. Anyone and everyone? Um, one win this week is I set the intention to do Stairmaster twice, and I've done it. Finished? Both of them? Ticked off? Yeah. Okay. Good. How many times next week? Two, three. Two, three. Five minutes more, maybe. Maybe five minutes more. Well, actually, on the first day, I had to stop after 10, 15 minutes, and then after 10 minutes. And yesterday, I just didn't stop. Like it. So next time, yeah. then, at least, going unbroken without stopping. Unbroken, yeah. Like it. James, seeing as you're on the same um, board. Win for me is, like, this week hasn't, like, gone to my usual plan of routine and whereas before I'd have been a bit stressed and spiralled I just kind of got on with it okay yeah which is slightly different win for you isn't it because yeah Mr James is always meant to thrive but yeah obviously I'm a, I messaged James I'd, you all got the message about five hours a week and James put three I was like three three on the earth is a three but no that's good so you're by the end of the week then you'll be on you'll have finished what you need to do right yeah yeah definitely Cool. Roger? Uh, I think for me, it's after having a bit of a blowout last week, it's getting back on nutrition and back on macros. Okay. Why Why is that an achievement, though? Because that's something that you've done before. Like, why is that a win? What Has anything changed? And this, I suppose it's a bit of a weird question to ask, but is that something think... that before you would have struggled with? Is that something that you're particularly proud of? Like, why, why is that a win, per se? I think it's because... Part of it is like I've been so on it and I'm a little bit bored with like lack of variety in my food. So the motivation, especially when I've had a bit of a blowout to get back on it, I really struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've done is I've mixed things up a bit this week. So I've actually made like different food just to make it a bit interesting, but still within my macros. So, so I think your bigger win is actually learning that the variety is needed for you mm. to be long term successful. So- yeah the job here or, or a job that you can do is obviously the foods that you were eating and the foods that you've eaten this week, like start building your own food database within those macros, like start saving them in my fitness powers meals yeah. so that you can then use your, my fitness powers as a search. So then when you're getting a bit bored of variety, because obviously we forget about things that we eat, don't we? Like, like so we'll eat certain varieties of meals and stuff and we'll kind of just, forget i know that sounds weird but because we move on and stuff like you don't necessarily realize but if you put it all into my fitness pal which you would have done 
and save yeah. meals, you're now building your food database. So when you realize that variety is or lack of variety is causing an issue through either laziness, terms of quickness or forgetfulness or whatever, then you've got your own database that you know exactly how to make and what to do. Obviously, you've got the recipe books and stuff like that as well. So I would be looking through those and looking for mm-hmm. three or four meals that you can just add into your rotation. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good win because I think actually getting back on it is the win, but probably realising that you struggle with that when you have a lack of variety. It's it's a time to work on that, particularly yeah. with your future journey. It's going to be quite important that you've got longevity in in the game, basically. Yeah. Cool. Kirsty got to the gym, even if it was for a little while, and then put some data during the week. Not great, but feel like a win as feels so busy. Um, we obviously spoke about this earlier. So very, very busy at the moment. End of school term and stuff like that. So it is always a good win. Any lessons? I don't think it was a new lesson, but just a bit of a reminder for myself. So... You know, like we talked about just getting shit done. Like yeah. yesterday, I, I woke up with the intention of, right, I need to mm. get some running in. And I thought, right, I'm going to smash some work and I'm going to leave it to later in the day. And surprise, surprise, it never happened. Yeah. So I know for me, I just need to get, if I'm going to go for a run, I've just got to get up in the morning, get on with it, get it done. Yeah. And then move on. Yeah. Um. So it was just, it was more of a reminder rather than a new lesson. Yeah, I think with those things as well, particularly, obviously, running or cardio is one of those things that make us all feel good, but possibly not the most enjoyable thing at the time. Mm-hmm. I think when we're we're doing things that maybe we don't love as much or we don't thrive off as much, if we give ourselves more time to think about it, we'll find more reasons to talk ourselves out of it as well. So, one, just getting up and getting it done is helpful in terms of the way it makes you feel for the day. But, like, you're absolutely right, we will we will find ways out of it. And particularly even with stress, like sometimes it's not a real reason that we don't do things later in the day. We just, we're making it up because we don't really want to do it. And then sometimes we're just absolutely flat out. So things that maybe don't always get done at that time, definitely prioritise getting done early for sure. Any other lessons? I mean, Kirsty put about always finding time. So we kind of spoke about that life of business and I, and I will say this to anyone, by the way, and it's not arrogance, call it arrogance, whatever. If you say you're too busy to do certain tasks, send me your diary, send me your routine, send me what you do. I guarantee I'll find your time. Like, because we look at our time in terms that we also, we bring in our energy into time as well. Like, And I think we say we don't have time because we don't necessarily have the energy to use that time that we've got. Um. So example, I spoke to a client earlier. They told me that they run, they run late to their session at 8 a.m. because they were watching something on Netflix. One thing mm-hmm. I always say in my life is no one gets up in the morning and watches Netflix and they prove me wrong. And I was like, well, I am bamboozled. But I'm like, well, you could have been, this is not, it's not really relevant to them because they're not, not doing their things. But if that was you, you could, you could have done 20 minutes cardio before your PT session. Like, so that, there's always time to be found whether that's multitasking, whether it's doing the shopping online whilst you're doing your cardio. I don't know what it is, but that's just an example, right? Like we can always find time. So it's a good point. Sometimes we shouldn't find the time though. It's not Molly May 24 hours in a day, you're lazy sort of thing going on, but we can usually find a little bit more time to do certain things or reduce stress. Any others? Either one. 
mine's kind of similar I guess like just get it done like this week I've been like what do I want to do for the week just get it done early like you said you find time like in the mornings like the other morning I was a bit late getting up and I thought I won't walk because I'm not like in my usual schedule but then I was like well actually I can just make my breakfast take it to work I don't need to not walk so sort of like those there's those little things you can just kind of take with you and do at the same time for sure Mm. um yeah just get it done set your intentions for the week and 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 get moving like no one wants to be doing this stuff on a Thursday Friday right Mm. no no one wants to go to gym on a Friday night like let's not kid ourselves like if you I think one at one point Beth and I was having a conversation where she was training on a Friday and she was like well you could just come to the gym in the evening I was like "Mm, no 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 I'm not going to the gym on a Friday night not ever not not one Friday night at the gym is a vibe though it would be a vibe if it wasn't anytime fitness Lynchwood with no atmosphere in the world. Like if it was maybe a bit of a bodybuilding gym where they get a DJ and then maybe, but no, Fridays are not for the gym in my life. Uh, we could do that. Friday night gym used to be mine and James's like weekly thing. Someone's going out, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I used to do it with yoga, but not the gym. But yeah, I get it. Anyway, anyway, some good. Anyway, some good anyway, point. anyway. Right. So. The point of this, like I said, is kind of about setting intentions and commitment of of the now. It's not here to be like, you don't, you're not committed. Like, you guys are on the call. So that's, if you just heard that, that's the cat falling off the back of the desk. <laughs> um, so it's like, what's relevant to you right now? How much are we committing? What are we putting in? What are we not taking? So it's kind of like, are you in or out? Are you left or right? For or against? These aren't really real questions. Because we're probably going to sit somewhere on the spectrum of this. It's not black or white at this time of year. So you'll see, you'll have noticed on these calls, right? These calls are up at about 12 or 15 people. And over the last few weeks, you'll see people like, well, now there's one, two, three, four, five people plus me, right? So there's only six people on this call. That is not necessarily due to people a lack of commitment to their journey, but maybe some people are backing off a little bit over the summer where they're maybe not wanting to sit on these calls or whatever. Now, I think that's their loss, but it could be that they're having to find time for other things or they've got things going on with their kids and blah, blah, blah. Probably just an excuse, but that's what we see every single summer of every single year. Like, if you ask me every year when I'm going to be at my busiest period, when I'm going to have my quiet periods, I'll be able to tell you. July is one of those times, particularly in the middle. So I put here results, lifestyle, commitment, joy. Do these link together? And that is an open question. So in your mind, do results, lifestyle, commitment and joy come together? <laughs> or do some of them get excluded? So yeah, so if you have results and commitment, does that take away from lifestyle and joy? Or if you've got lifestyle and joy, does that stop you committing and getting results? Like, what do you think? What Like, it's an open conversation. It's a thought-provoking question. I think for me, it's pretty balanced. So I think I think in order to get results, you've got to have a bit of a lifestyle because if, if that's all you focused on, I think you'd lose... You'd probably lose it pretty quickly. So... I think keeping things in balance and, and having the commitment to, to get the results, but also bringing in other aspects of your lifestyle. And, and you know, like I live for my holidays, right? And I work hard, like both gym-wise, both work-wise. And then when I get to holiday, it's like, right, I'm switching off because that's my downtime. So 
I think it's it's balance. Yeah, agreed. I don't disagree with that. Any any other thoughts on it? I think it can be like depending on what your goals are as well. Like I said, everything will be you'd always have a part of each one mm. in your uh, in your lifestyle. But I think it depends on what you're aiming for. You might have some will obviously be higher than others. Like when I was doing the photo shoot, there's little room for error. So if you have your, if your usual lifestyle is going out and having a takeaway or having drinks or going out and eating out for dinner, and that's going to have to take a hit. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's a sliding scale. So I, I think the lifestyle one is a key word here. So for me at the moment, so like you said, James, you're absolutely spot on. I'm obviously doing a photo shoot prep. I'm five weeks out. So the first thing on my mind is results. The second thing on my mind is commitment to get those results. And I'm kind of letting lifestyle be whatever it needs to be to to have the commitment of results, which in turn will bring joy. Mm. Because that's very short term. So Raj, you're absolutely spot on. But at the moment, that lifestyle is irrelevant. If I have no life at all, that's kind I wouldn't say it's okay, but that's kind of the the sacrifice I'm making for this very short term goal. If it was longer term, it would like you say it would go away very quickly or it won't last. Now, the point of this call today on the 15th of July or whatever it is, is our lifestyles at the moment naturally change a lot. So the lifestyle that you have between September and November and December when it's getting dark and it's getting cold and the rain's in changes a lot to the lifestyle that we mostly live in the summer. How much more are we impulse in the summer compared to the winter? A lot. Like, if you, you, you know, like you want to go to the beer garden, it's warm on a Friday night, you want to go to the beer garden. You go yeah. out, your friend just message you. You are, I don't know, chilling. you're chilling at home and then someone says, let's go out. You go out in the summer. In the winter, you think to yourself, nah, I've got, you know, it's cold, it's miserable and you stay in. So we're looking at those things that like, what, again, what I'm trying to get you guys to do is commit as much as you can. And in a way, sacrifice as much as the lifestyle as you can to get the results that you want. But the results that you want and the lifestyle you live at the moment will be very different to this conversation if we were to do it again in October. And that's, I want those words again, I'll say the results that you want and the lifestyle you want to live. If you make slower progress towards that goal over the next six weeks, that's absolutely fine. Because as Raj said, it's better to have that lifestyle so that you can stay in the game for longer because the results, the best results that we get are over long term. And that's that's the absolute key. So I think they do come together, but I think they're a sliding scale. And over different times and different periods, we need to place more importance on each. So right now, I want everyone either to say or type their goal for the next. If if I said to you what you're going to achieve in the next eight weeks, what would that be? What is the eight-week goal from here? Emma, you're on mute. Why am I always on mute? Uh, my goal is eight-week Eight-week run-up to Croatia. Nice. Where are you going in Croatia? Uh, to split. Oh, nice. Going on a Hindu, so, you know, got to be feeling tip-top. Yeah. Okay. So, eight weeks. What What does 
what does an eight-week run into a Hindu look like for you? What does that mean, though? Like, what's the goal? Eight-week run into Hindu looks like for me um, steps. Like, it's like box ticking, really, like taking it every day and hitting my cardio because that is just what I just seem to whack my head against a brick wall about. Okay, so you're going for habit focused goals really so you're not sitting here saying by the hendo i kind of could have gathered this anyway you're not sitting there saying by the hendo you want to lost a kilo or two kilos you're saying actually you want to create consistency and routine and rituals that make you feel better come the hendo's arrival yes okay cool just keep that in mind james or raj if whoever's ready to go rocking and rolling um yeah i think in eight weeks i would like to have um I'm thinking of like, yeah, probably hit improve my running, definitely. Yeah. Um, probably started to run a bit further from what I'm doing now. And I don't know, just keep keep pushing, really, just keep pushing, getting stronger, getting PBs in the gym, keep trying to get fitter for high rocks, I'd say. Okay. Right, fine, no problem. Right. I think mine's pretty similar. So in eight weeks' time we'll be a, about a month away from the Peterborough half marathon. So for me, it's it's building the distance and it's gaining the distance because that last month I want to focus probably more on, on speed rather than uh, that I want to do the hard slog for the distance between now and then. Yeah. And again, I think it's, it's complementing all of that with I would have started shoot prep and I will be, I will have a focus on being high rocks ready as well. But I think out of all of those, it's probably the, the building up the distance on my running. And, and and like you say, they probably interlink. Like like you say, they probably go together hand in hand, yeah. really. But there's probably also not an awful lot of intensity required on necessarily any of those goals, really. Not yet. Not like mm-hmm. you've all kind of given me habit-focused goals and targets. So... Well, the point, again, that we're making is we're referring this to the lifestyle and sitting on the fence side of thing. You know, from what you've all said, especially especially you, James, because of obviously your calories and the fact that you're putting food in at the moment. We've probably got a little bit of freedom and flexibility over the next couple of weeks, next six weeks. We're not saying go out and binge. But what we're saying is none of us are necessarily that aggressive towards fat loss right now. None of us are necessarily that aggressive towards being dialed in on the goals. And that probably ties hand in hand with what you were saying about variety. Raj, you probably need to loosen up a little bit, like even if it's on a set day per week, that you can give yourself a little bit of variety and make and think about your macros more of a, or or at least your calories, more of a weekly thing than daily to support mm-hmm. you. So let's go back. We'll start in order because I know obviously there's only three of us speaking. But obviously, Nikki, you're driving, make sure you're thinking about it. And the same for you, Kirsty, as well. What's the value of what you want to achieve? So, Emma, for you, what's the value of that action-based outcome to be feeling fit and ready for the Hindu in eight in eight weeks? Because it's not just maybe dropping half a kilo by actions. What What's the value? Why is it important to you? How does it affect you? How will it affect later on in life or whatever? Um, what is the value of it? Well, let me tell you. Let me think about it. <laughs> um, no, because I want to go, like, when I'm working out, 
when I'm eating right, like I feel less bloated, I feel leaner, I feel like, you know, sometimes when you feel bloated and you feel it in your face, like there's going to be, you know, we're going out, it's like, I want to feel cute, I want to be cute. I know it's really trivial, but I do. No, it's not. It's, it, and it's I hold value in that. Hearing the word cute, but it's absolutely spot on, isn't it? Because that you're really just saying you want to live and feel great, right? Yeah. So, but how do you think that would affect you when you're in split? How would that affect you? If I didn't do it, if I did it. No, if you do do it, what's the value of doing it? Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. What are you, you going to feel? I'll feel confident. I'll feel then motivated to carry on. And like, it'll be the next goal. Then it'll be like, oh, I felt really great for this. I know what I need to do for the next one. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then it's also going to change the way you act as well, subconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying it's going to make you change your, who you are, but you're going to be that bit more outgoing. You're going to be that bit more excited. You're going to be that bit more loose yeah you're not going to be uptight or covering up and holding yourself and there's actually huge value within that so mm-hmm. making sure that whilst we've got that for freedom and flexibility and an action-based outcome you also need to make sure you're hitting those actions because whilst it's not necessarily going to take away from your lifestyle in terms of missing nights out or whatever or going to the beer garden or whatever there's huge value in that so there may be some sacrifice that you gotta make yeah James, what about you? What's yours? Because yours is obviously more performance-based. Um, yeah, I think I wouldn't want, like, because I'm obviously doing the great Eastern Run and the High Rocks. When I, I think when I commit to something like that, I don't want to – I want to do the best I can. Yeah. Because I feel like there's not – I for me personally, because I'm so competitive, I don't, like – I don't want to do, do something just to say, oh, I've done it. I want to do well in it. Yeah. I always feel like oh, – that's I, nice. For me, I'd, like, I don't want to – I want to really commit. I want to try and do the best I can. You want to win it. And if you don't, yeah. you've let the <laughs> team down, basically. If you, yeah. if you don't win the Great Eastern, personally, you've let our team down, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not that there's any pressure on that. Um, you've let our whole family down if you don't, James. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, May's going to disown you. You'll never be yeah. able to her again. She's not going to want to walk out, so really. is she? Let's be honest. <laughs> Raj, what about you? And also, hello, Nikki. I think for me, the value, so like I said, I want to build up my distance in the next eight weeks. And I think the value of doing that is it's probably just keeping my anxiety under control a little bit, because I think for me, if I'm prepared for something, I'm generally calmer going into it. Whereas if I haven't trained as well as I've wanted to, and I'm cramming stuff in at the last minute where I'm trying to wing it, yeah, I think that does impact my stress levels. Do you think that? Then it in, in means that you improve in terms of enjoyment, slight, like the side yeah, of enjoyment of the run, and and then probably just also in probably celebrating the accomplishment a bit more rather than because when we yeah. stress out about things, especially that, like when we stress out about building into things that should be fun, if a great Eastern run is fun, but it's not. Yeah. But, um, like when we stress out about that all the time, then things get a little bit more tricky to manage so they like you and then they've, they're a bit more hindered in terms of that and you and you won't enjoy that experience so I think that's really important because if you went into the Great Eastern Run do, in that way where you're extra stressed there's already going to be a negative leading into high rocks mm-hmm. because you'll have that same related anxiety 
because for you, the Great Eastern is prep for High Rocks. So it's important. So yeah, there's, there's real value in that goal. And the same thing applies that you don't necessarily have to hinder your lifestyle. But you also probably will need to make some level of sacrifice because mm-hmm. for you also not only building up your distance and getting better at running is probably going to involve not putting on six kilos because you're now an impulse eater and drinker because it's the summer. Yeah. But if you go over by 150 calories in a day or 500 calories one day, it's also not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Vicky, do you want to join in now? You're sat because we didn't get your goal over the next eight weeks. I know what your goal is over a little bit shorter. Yeah. But... <laughs> So I suppose, obviously, three weeks is the wedding yeah. um, and probably eight weeks is to stay on track kind of post-wedding and not go and just eat cake every day, all day, every day, because all I can think about is cake, um, because I feel like I've been on a diet for a million years. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a long time. About eight long. months. So it's really just to not go crazy. Yeah. Okay. So... For you, yours is probably slightly different because you've still got that short-term goal where sacrifice is required. After yeah. it, there's a lot more freedom and flexibility, which is probably a bit more specific with you and your situation in terms of teaching and getting to the, to the maintenance macro so that you can eat cake for breakfast for the next six weeks. Yeah. Dinner's probably that's not the really plan. Hard, but that's the idea. So yours is probably a little bit more specific rather than the lifestyle side yeah. of it. However... Mm-hmm your lifestyle will open up massively post-wedding with sacrifice yeah. in terms of weekday and stuff like that. So a little bit different. What yeah. what stands in people's way of the, those eight-week goals? Who thinks they've got something stood in their way? And if so, who's brave enough to share it? Or do we all think those goals are really achievable? I think the goal's definitely achievable. I think sometimes I let myself stand in the way, like just my excuses, my like my overwhelm is a big one. Like I like can get overwhelmed quite easily, and then I'm just like ah dip out. But I'm really, really want to like I'm really in a good headspace right now. But like I don't really have anything major coming up. Yeah, okay. that I can let get in the way. So really, there is no reason why I shouldn't achieve it. Okay, interesting. Does anyone have think that they have anything in their way? No, I, my, I agree with Emma. It's the whole, you let yourself kind of get in the way. Yeah, okay. Seems like a common common theme, right? Which is yeah. it's pretty good because what you've done is you've just preempted my next slide when we're on a race <laughs> of time anyway. Is it real? Mostly no, by the way. Like, mostly things don't get in our way. Um like, again, Kirsty and I had the conversation earlier while she was in the gym about same time. And, and that's just an example. Um, most of the time it's us getting in the way. Like most of the time we've got time, we're using it somewhere else or we're prioritizing something else or we're struggling to multitask or we're, we're losing out on things. So I've put this preempts it. The answer is quite clearly, is it real? No, it's not. It's about control. So... The point here is what do you value highest? Is it you? Is it your body? Is it your social life? Is it other perception, others' perception of you? It's how you feel. And I, I guess I'm not really looking for an answer for this because this, this question could be answered differently every different day of the week and it would change throughout the course of the year. Obviously, I'm thinking very specifically right now. What I'm trying to get you to think about is what, what do you value highest right now and take action on that? 
So for me, it's quite clearly, <laughs> I can answer all of these, but for me, it's obviously, I need to value me the highest because that means that I've got more to give to you guys. But clearly I'm working towards a photo shoot, which means the body. We're obviously saving for a mortgage, so that's obviously finances. My social life's in the absolute bin, not that I ever really had one. Others' perception of me probably is not, it's probably not a worry. Maybe in a business sense, but personally, I don't care what people perceive of me right now because my goal and my value is so highly aligned that I have to just deal with it, i.e. I've got, there's two weddings in two weeks in August, two weeks before my shoot and one week before my shoot. The first one, I might have a beer and I'll enjoy the food just because Nikki's on the call. Um, the second one, <laughs> the second one, I said to my coach, if I've got a high Tupperware in the car and sneak out for food, I will do that. Like the perception of what people think of me at that wedding is not, I don't value that anywhere near as high as I value my goal. If that wedding had been one week after the photo shoot, how people value, or how, like what I think people think of me, so my perception of what other things would probably come higher than my body at that time. So it's a, it's always a sliding scale when we're needing to make decisions and commit to the things that we're looking for right now. You pro- you can't answer all of this. If you had to rank this in order of one to six, you would obviously have that order of importance. So you need to play to that. And that's what I'm getting you to commit to. So again, through the summer, that will change. So Emma, over eight weeks for you, it's probably you because it's about how you feel, potentially more than your body because you were saying how the habits feel like that your social life is probably important because that's who like who you are you're going mm-hmm. to split on a Hindu so finance is probably not right at the top like you can see like some things are more important now and something more important later mm-hmm. commit to that value that is most important right now so if I was you like and a, a little exercise you can do is probably screenshot this right now or write these down and rank them in order one to six of right now. Nikki, yours is going to be particularly important because right now others' perception of you is not important. I can tell you that. But a week before the wedding, that might start to change when more people are local or people are trying to get you to do things or how you feel might be stressed because you've got to organise loads of things and you may now intentionally or unintentionally decide that how you're feeling is more important than your body so you're just going to have that takeaway because you need to reduce the stress of going to try and meal prep just an example obviously we've got higher values and we know but remember value isn't what you want right now value is the highest is what you want in that goal in that eight week period in that three week period in that six week period values Mm -hmm. are more than your wants so you you're trying to hold yourself to account of those values but understand they will shift and move a little bit. I've no idea what's on the next slide. <laughs> so, yeah, basically what I've just said. So where should you prioritise? Out of those, like I say, rank them in order of one to six. Dave, we've got all the pets on today's call. Mm-hmm. So one to six, we've got one would be the most important, six would be mm-hmm. the least. Rank them in order. That's where you should prioritise. And then that is it. For the call. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes. Look, look, James is zooming in. He's he's lost track. He's no idea what I just said. He's just seen a dog. Yeah, yeah. I, I generally wasn't even listening. He's uh, a giant I'm not, dog. I'm not going back. Yeah, but he eats trainers, so he's not our top friend. Just so you know. Um... <laughs> back. <laughs> he doesn't eat them. He just picks them up and carries them around, and makes them very wet. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, um, so that is our call. Does anyone have any thoughts, feelings, wants, comments to make? You've got one minute, 28 seconds. Any thoughts? No, good, good call. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Good, good. Good, good, good call. call. Perfect. Right, now I think most of you are a bit useless based on the Facebook event. So wow. we are uh, in the gym on Saturday. Um, we are going to be doing movement mastery. So move well, train well, make the most of it. So I know that obviously, well, James, you obviously messaged me. Nikki, you've said no. Uh, yeah. What time is that though? It's 10. Is, if you could... I don't know what time it is to be fair. We're at 10. However, it's not going to be a big two hour, three hour thing. It's going to be quite informal. I'm probably not even going to get the chairs out. It is going to be training. So even if you want to turn up and then disappear after 45 minutes or whatever, you will get something out of it. But it's up to you. But anyway, we're about to get yeah. cut off. So I know you're not coming, Nikki. Um, Raj is. Kirsty, I hope you are. And I will see you all Saturday, if not before. Peace. Thank you. Later. you. Later. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.